When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to su- wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. <laughs> movie night we're going somewhere tropical somewhere hot somewhere that's full of amazing and fun people now we haven't decided where it is yet but we know where the fuck it won't be and that's the resort from jack frost 2 revenge of the mutant killer snowman adam doesn't even remember picking this movie i hardly remember watching this movie and scott's trying to remember why he does this podcast now wake up strap on your carrot nose and report for duty because captain fun says that it's horror movie night Oh, God, Captain Fun. I just want to scrub this movie from my brain. Adam, we gave you so many opportunities to back out of this pick. And you're like, nope, 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 got to follow through. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. You were talking to drunk Adam, because I don't remember picking this. <laughs> God damn and, uh... Like three times? <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was during the afternoon every time. <laughs> ah, shit. Okay, so... From my understanding, neither of you really have, like, any notes whatsoever for this. I have, like, 30 notes for this because this movie confused the fuck out of me. And I wrote almost, like, everything down. So I'm going to be the one doing the walkthrough for us on this one because uh, I have plenty to go on. And I'll just keep um, my notes open and, and jump in when uh, when needed. Now, I do vaguely recall suggesting we pick Jack Frost 1 and somebody suggesting that we pick 2. Did that happen? Because I, I do vaguely recall that. Well, that may have happened. That, that may have happened. I think you picked Jack Frost and I was like, well, if you're going to pick Jack Frost in the middle of the summer, you might as well go with Jack Frost 2 that's on a tropical island. But Okay, I, I get your line of thinking there, but this, uh, I, the, there's it had to have been better than the first one. Uh, I've never I, seen it. I will spoil this for you right now. This one is better than the first Jack Frost movie. I don't, but I mean, so, it's like saying, well, this stinky piece of, like, cow shit is better than this other stinky piece of cow shit. They're really abysmally bad films. Oh, yeah, no, they're both horrible. The only thing that I give this one is that it at least, there's an attempt 
at humor in this one, whereas, like, the first one didn't even, like, try to be funny. It was just like, hey, we got to kill a snowman. That's all we got. <laughs> like, really? Like, I don't remember. <clears throat> I mean, because I was, I must have been in junior high or something when I watched the original Jack Frost. And um, I remember thinking it was lame as hell, but um, I, I definitely don't remember enough about it to remember if they realized that they were making an absurd film and, like, go with it. But you're saying that they didn't? Well, Jack Frost, well, too. Woman, Here, here's uh, the thing. Uh, In the first Jack Frost movie, one of the big plot points of it is they go with that child's play angle where the sheriff's son is always around when someone gets murdered, so everyone thinks that it's his son that's doing the killing until, like, halfway through the movie. And it's okay. fucking dumb. Like, that's a dumb angle to take on this, because it doesn't make doesn't any know, sense. Doesn't a woman get raped by the carrot nose in that movie? Uh, yeah, isn't that... Shannon Elizabeth is taking a bath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, we should have watched that instead. <laughs> no. Anyways... Uh, also, no. big, oh, big no guys. boobs, no no boobs in Jack Frost one either. Uh, okay, well there was. Uh, it's not like there's we're fucking movie saving tits that we saw in this one. But, um, also, big spoiler alert for Jack Frost one because in this movie he doesn't have a fucking son. So I wonder what happened here. <laughs> okay, so we start off with a little bit of slam poetry. Uh, he's in the. Um, He's in Klaus from fucking Puppet Master 3. He's in his office, right? And uh, he starts reciting that poem about Jack Frost and whatever. Klaus is a real asshole, and he's letting a bunch of other people listen in on their conversation because this guy's so crazy, blah, blah, blah. Um, but whatever. The opening credits happen, and it's like somebody um, did them in MS Paint. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the font on... Um, you know, to Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman is like what you would see outside of like somebody's shoddily set up a haunted house that they did. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, so stupid. So, anyways, whatever they they go, they dig up Jack Frost's uh, antifreeze or whatever. Well, and like, why would you want to remake Jack Frost? Like, I I never quite understood that line of thinking while I'm watching this. I'm like. He's just going to kill you, too. Well, you know that, right? Well, the other thing I don't understand is that it's like – it's not like one of his cronies. Like like the whole plot line of Jack Frost was that he was a serial killer that was melted into the snow. Like you couldn't come up with like one of his friends or like someone else that he knew. Is It's like a scientist that's doing it, which makes it all the more unreasonable that this scientist so desperately wants to figure out the secret to Jack Frost that he'll murder in order to find it. Like, it doesn't... There's no logic to that. Well, I tell you what the secret is to bringing him back. Coffee? Coffee, apparently. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just put him in a vat, and then you accidentally dump coffee in there, and bing, bang, boom, there you go. He's back to life. I don't is know why. Really, like, I, I watched this. I actually sat through... Well, I watched most of this. Um... <laughs> And, and I, I'm going to be honest with you that the part that I watched the hardest, you know, like was actually present for was the beginning credits when they brought him back. And I don't remember that that was like he spilled coffee and that was what brought him back. That's so absurd. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a cup of coffee, obviously winter themed mugs. You know, they got the, you know, Christmas themed mug. It's sitting on the side of the thing and the guy comes in. He's like vacuuming the floor. 
knocks it into the tub of green goo, and then he's alive. Like, I get it. You're dead without coffee in the morning. Ha, 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 ha. But it's not funny or clever. <laughs> like, this shit is so ham-fisted. I can't stand it. You know what's, like, the hallmark of, like, one of these bad movies? Where, like, it's really cheap and you know it's straight to DVD? Is when the cinematographer couldn't quite figure out the frame per second. Um, and it, <laughs> yes. And, it all looks a little janky and like weird. Like you fuck. Like you just you. When you see that happening in a movie and you're like, why does it look like that? You're like, oh, this is gonna be awful. I get it. Okay. <laughs> Same thing happened with the Hobbit movies. Anyways, um, <laughs> so he kill. He literally kills this guy for a carrot. Like that's that's all he wants. He wants a carrot for a guy. And then the talking carrot watches up on the beach, and, I mean, Jack Frost is just, he's super magic. Was this what he was like in the first movie, where he can do literally fucking anything? Like, yeah. he's a, he's an ice sorcerer. Like, he can do anything what, that he wants. That castaway scene is so absurd. Like, it's just two guys fighting over a cooler that has a carrot in it. And then that carrot gets into the water, and it's basically like the fin from Jaws. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, there he is. You just see this carrot floating around in the water. It's, yeah, it's fucking bad. This movie's really bad. This I, I'm going to argue that this is the worst movie that we've ever watched together. Pre-horror movie night. I'm just saying, like, horror club, nothing compares to how bad this film is. Us together, maybe. There's some movies from the early horror movie or uh, Reddit horror club that uh, that fucking sucked. I would watch Jack Frost two a thousand times before I'd watch Wakewood again. Like, oh my god! Well, of course you have to pick from like the first month of us doing a horror club because I remember Wakewood. It was bad, but I, I rewatch Wakewood. I I dare you. It is not as bad as Jack Frost two. Like somebody, dear God. Back me We're up. gonna get to it eventually, but Jack Frost Two has at least two moments that I think redeem the entire movie for me, anyway. <laughs> uh, well, you have terrible taste, so this is probably <laughs> not a surprise. Okay, I practiced this a bunch the other night while I was uh, while I was watching this movie. So let's see if I can get it. <clears throat> I think what you're looking for is under the tree there. <laughs> And then smash cut to two obviously mentally handicapped men under a palm tree. <laughs> um, never, not since Jaws the Revenge has an offensively Jamaican accent been more prominent in a movie. Oh, same with the English Indian g- gentleman as well. He's like, uh, he's like the dad from Tarzan, like Jane's dad. It's, it's so bad. It's like. Get him out of here. Um, <laughs> are we at the Are we at the point where we meet Captain Fun yet? And he uses the phrase "super duper party pooper." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, guys! I missed like two of my five notes. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have five notes, and we skipped over. Okay, them. let's roll back the clock. What did we miss here? Okay, so <laughs> the very, very beginning, the policeman who's like trying to get his psychologist to believe like the, the the events of the first movie um he's acting the shit out of the script i can't believe that we didn't talk about the fact that like he is he's straight like high school play audition 
for that scene. Uh, yeah, he's no, gonna, he he's gonna lose his momentum. He's gonna lose <laughs> yeah. his momentum later on. He's gonna stop here in real life. <laughs> and then it's an unmarked grave, right? He's like, it's in an unmarked grave. Why does it have a headstone? Well, it's like they went to a graveyard and buried him in between some other graves. And I'm like, that seems like a terrible idea. You know, those graveyards get dug up and reburied all the time, right? Like that's, but whatever. Um, can you think, I can't, I can't think of a place that I'd be more apt to kill myself than a fucking resort on Christmas. Like they're, they're at this tropical location and they're all singing Christmas carols. And it's like, I came here to fucking get away from that. Stop it. Yeah, and then they also do a conga line, like, ugh, <laughs> yuppie bullshit. So still early on, I'm trying to get a feel for this movie. Um, and then the anvil death happens. That's that's one of my that's one of my fa- that's one of the two redeeming pieces of this movie to me is the anvil death. <laughs> Why? I, so I love the shit out of that anvil death because it's so dumb. Wait, is the anvil death? Is that a head explosion? No, that's. Uh, I guess it could count as a head explosion, but it's not the. It's not the head explosion. The okay. the anvil one is when the drunk girl's stumbling around picking up rocks, and he's up in a tree and he keeps trying to drop icicles on her, and then eventually the voiceover because you never see his fucking mouth moving, <laughs> just is like ah fuck it, and then a giant ice anvil falls on her like a fucking oh, yeah, wily yeah. coyote cartoon. <laughs> He roadrunners her. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, I guess that is kind of funny. Um, compared that, to the other jokes in... of actual humor. In I was going to say, compared to the film. other moments in this movie, that's fucking top-notch comedy writing compared to the rest of the attempts <laughs> at jokes in this. It's like, it's like Duke's even more sexist, shitty uncle wrote this movie. Yeah. Um, okay. There's I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't even think it's in in context it would make sense. But there's a line that goes, I don't know whether to shit myself or grab the barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah. What fuck are you talking about? What? Very common like phrase. Pro- <laughs> like, yeah. In in America we say that all the time. <laughs> oh, okay. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. I, I can't believe that hasn't so, made it over there. Yeah. Um, up here we say I don't know whether to shit myself or grab the maple syrup. So I was a little confused. There you go. Uh, (laughs) Believe me, it makes sense when you use it up here, and we use it a lot. Um, Okay. (laughs) So you guys know that I watched the movies on that box thing, right? Um, Yes. About about twenty minutes into the movie, the box just stopped the movie and and shut it off, and I was like, oh, well, the box I do. I do appreciate what you're trying to do, but I, I have to watch it. I'm sorry. Like, I... <laughs> the box felt your pain. Yeah. He's like, don't don't, don't do pain. this. That box is going to go hardwire on you one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> I would deserve it for the shit that I make you go through. You know, I, I, I have to point out here, Adam used his, his like, quasi-legal box it's there's nothing YouTube. quasi. There's nothing quasi about that box. It is illegal. Listen, I'm not doing anything illegal. <laughs> but whoever made this box and puts the content on it, yeah, they're they're doing some legal <laughs> shit. You know, 
Adam, you sound like every fundamentalist Christian talking about women right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I treat this box like I treat my wife. Real shitty. I'm going to sit through a bunch of bad stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. You just you said what I am. <laughs> I, I get real drunk and I, abu- I abuse the box. You ever turn that box and just like... You William Sadler the box. You took the best years of my life from me, box. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay, so people in this movie are constantly like, especially the eye patch guy. The eye patch guy is like, listen, we don't talk about it, okay? We don't ever mention that shit that happened. And then 10 seconds later, he's like, Winking a nudge like Christmas time. Ha <laughs> ha, get it? I don't, we both know. <laughs> it's like, make up your fucking mind. What are you doing? Like, there's like a total of nine people on this fucking island. There's like yeah, nobody. Yeah, it's a resort. Like, and I don't know. It's Christmas time. You'd think it'd be busy, but there's like the two couples, Captain Fun, and some other staff. And like, that's about it. Well, Unless do you think. There's a... How good do you think the Yelp reviews are for this cruise? Like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure most people aren't giving it five stars because Captain Fun's like, there for starters. Yeah, it was fine, but for some reason they made the staff talk an offensive accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So now we're to the head, the head exploding scene, which is the <laughs> other redeeming, the other redeeming moment to me in the movie. Yeah, you get the little gay Asian photographer, and you get the bikini model who is, like, 45 years old, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Seems in better days. So that's why she's at this (laughs) shitty resort doing fucking snowboard shots on the beach. With a camera guy Um, who's using a Polaroid camera. (laughs) Yeah. So stupid. But, okay, so the ice shit happens, and she's he's, like, getting rubbed on her nipples and then put in her mouth. um, And that's what causes her head to explode is he's inside of her body, and so explodes her head now uh the the camera dude right he had his big clunky shitty polaroid camera in front of his face directly covering his entire face she explodes and he pulls the camera down and there's blood splatter all over the front of his face that's where the camera was all right (laughs) it wouldn't have splattered blood on his fucking face there (laughs) i love that this is what broke your suspension of disbelief the blood went yeah, through the in... lens and out the eye hole, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Must. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, they cut to an archery scene, and they're all, like, it, later on it shows that they're shooting at targets, but it just shows them shooting bows and arrows at a sign that says the word archery. And I was like, is that really going <laughs> to be your archery scene for real? Okay. Um, oh, there was actually... One part that I I found genuinely funny, genuinely funny. Um, the sheriff, Eye Patch Guy, and Captain Fun are uh, talking to each other, and Eye Patch Guy goes, "Yeah, did you, you remember his performance back in the office? Oh, he was fucking killing it." And the sheriff guy goes, uh, "No, I wasn't in the room when that happened." And he goes, "Oh yeah, I guess you weren't." <laughs> <laughs> it was like they they forgot what was happening in the script at the time. <laughs> Uh, the funniest part, though, is that one person remembered. And then yeah. they left it in. <laughs> I, I hope that was improvised, because that was pretty good. Actually, no. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I want to say I hope that was written, because 
somebody must have came in, like some fucking coffee jockey that must have came in and been like, why don't you make this happen in the movie? And the writer's like, get out of here, Jimmy, that's fucking stupid. And Jimmy leaves and he's like, God, <laughs> that is actually really funny. We got to put that in the movie. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> a former FBI agent, um, a small town sheriff who's been on law enforcement for decades, right? Uh, and they're both going to take advice on what to do from Captain Fun. They're, they're both gonna. He's like, Jimmy's got a plan. Like Captain Fun's got a plan. And it's like, okay, we'll do that then. I feel like you've got a lot more experience. You probably got way better ideas than he does, guys. Like, but whatever, we'll do it. Uh, why did no one tell uh, the old English huntsman guy not to put a snowman costume on? They all know what's going on. I mean, just hold off on wearing the snowman costume. So when he gets hit in the head with a shovel, I'm kind of like, uh, this could have been easily prevented. Okay. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we get to the pool. The lady's going to skinny dip. I'm like, finally, some titties. Thank God. Um, and then he freezes over the top of the pool and watches her drown in there. Now, that is like a quarter inch of ice. Just punch it. It's magic oh. ice. It, is it though? Because, like the I don't ice. Know. It's, you tell me. You pick this movie. Well, the ice is he creates it magically, but it all seems to just be regular ice and snow, other than the little snowball guys later on. Um, Who are adorable. So, uh, yeah. Well, they're little. They're just little plushies, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. She should have been able to punch through that, and then he coats the entire island in snow. Which, whatever. But it's a tropical fucking island. That it doesn't matter if you dumped a foot of snow on it, it would all melt within about a half an hour. It'd be fucking gone. So Adam knows these things. He's but Canadian. everybody, but everybody, everybody loves it. No one's like, this is weird. They're like, oh great, snow has finally come to the tropics. Yeah, I'm so happy that on this tropical vacation that I spent thousands of dollars on to come here to get away from winter in Wisconsin. That now it's fucking snowing here. This is great. I love it. This is the best. This is exactly what I wanted. Um, okay. That guy, the, one of the two handicapped gentlemen, he gets his tongue stuck to a pole, right? Uh, his friend's like, this, this beer is warm. The pole's cold. Put your tongue on the pole, and then I'll pour the warm beer on there. And he's like, yeah, dude, okay. And so he puts his tongue on the pole, and then his friend, whatever, is an idiot, so he just walks away. Now, if you look closely... That motherfucker has a bottle of beer in his hand. Just dump, <laughs> the f- just dump it. That was the plan all along. Why aren't you just dumping the beer on the pole? But whatever. We got the tongue kill where he, like, yanks his head off the pole and the, the, his tongue stays behind. Stupid. Fucking stupid. Okay. <laughs> you seem way less upset about how dumb this movie is than I am. I got I got enough good notes out of it that I was like, eh, fuck it, worth it. You. Well, here's the thing. My next note is, oh wow, I haven't made a note in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I lost some steam on this one because like the action scene starts happening and it's just like, who cares? Like, yeah, lots of stuff's going on, but it's awful. Every last minute of it is fucking awful. Yeah, don't um, don't break your fingers doing the quotation marks around the word action scene. By the way, <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. It's just a bunch of uh, like wide shots of people running around, and a lot of them you are, are like smiling. They're like, ha, 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 ha. "Thanks, extras, for fucking ruining my suspension of disbelief." But um, yeah, and then really quick close-ups of just shitty, quick one-off deaths. Right? Um, he 
they push him in the pool, and this is the dumbest fucking. This is some stupid shit. So the antifreeze, <laughs> the antifreeze doesn't kill him, right? Because um, I guess really quickly they explain. Oh, Jack was like bleeding into the antifreeze the last time this happened, and so his DNA must have like mixed with with Jack Frost. Okay, how how comfortable and uh, healthy and alive do you think you would be if you fell in an entire fucking pool full of antifreeze and swallowed a bunch of it? Yeah. Do you think you'd be doing all right? I don't think I'd be doing okay. Who fucking cares if he has human DNA in him? Human D- antifreeze is still poison to humans. Jesus fucking idiots. But all it manages all it manages to do is make him puke a snowball up. So they bring the snowball inside and it hatches and then we get this ongoing slapstick bullshit. Uh Yeah, it's you know, awful. Yeah, them trying to kill the snowball and uh Whatever the sheriff guy is walking around with a flashlight looking for him. Eyeball guy, eye, eye patch guy finds a whole room full of them, which is the worst part because it it keeps showing you them like on shelves and stuff like that, and they're just plushies. They literally are just like <laughs> the set designer's wife just sewed up a bunch of them <laughs> the night before, right? That is all, and they just and one or two of them had like uh you know like two finger holes in the bottom so they could be like ah. ah. <laughs> And that was it. So just terrible. But not as bad as when they put it in, like, the blender and stuff, and then it's the CGI still, because that was fucking bad. <laughs> that was some real bad shit. Um, yeah. And then uh, it, it reiterates again. Remember years ago when when Jack bled into the, uh, the antifreeze? Well, he's allergic to bananas. So fucking there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, we get the tragic death scene where, like, the little baby snowman dies and then uh, Jack sheds, like, a little frozen tear. And uh, then they shoot him with banana water and the movie's over. (laughs) 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 Right? Except the credits roll and it cuts to, like, the most racist Godzilla spoof ever seen on Earth. Just hyper fucking racist. And uh, I didn't even watch till the end of that skit. I was like, nope, and shutting things <laughs> off. Fuck it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that was Jack Frost 2. We all loved it. We all recommend it. It's great. Uh, <laughs> watch it with your family on Christmas time. Hello, everyone. We're superhero stuff you should know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance. We got action. Romance. We got comedy. We got everything you need, man. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know. All right. So come on down to... Su- Wait, why did I say come on down? To superhero stuff you should know. So we got... So, so I mean, obviously, the listeners of this show will get these in separate weeks but we've got two more fucking movies discussed today but I, i'm oh god why i've got to say though i i think we started with the worst one and it's only building upwards from here but jesus christ this movie's terrible <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> Matt kelly I'm, thinks it's terrible that's pretty bad i'm sorry that i was like yeah we'll do jack ross too i mean i do think that i was right in my assessment that we would get a better episode out of it but jesus fucking Christ, Jack Frost 2. 
Uh, I don't know. I feel like we've probably done worse movies. I, I, I agree. I, I, this got, is the worst movie we've ever discussed. I feel no, like we I say that once a month. A little, yeah, you're being hyperbolic because, come on, we've had to have discussed something worse than this. Fuck. That's a good word. Good job, Adam. Thank you. That's my word of the day from the calendar that I bought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm just going to believe it is. All right. So you guys ready to talk about what you watched this week? Oh, dear God, am I ever. All right. Sure. Uh, I'll start because uh, my stuff's stuff that you're not even going to really care that much about. Um, so we're actually recording this on Labor Day morning because usually we record on the weekends, but I was away all weekend. Uh, and I'm going to try to keep this short, but I did want to give a quick shout out to what I was doing. Um, my friend Molly works for a organization called Chikara that is uh, – Super family-friendly, luchador-inspired wrestling. Uh, it was a blast. It was probably the most fun I could have had all weekend. Um, it It's weird. The thing that I wanted to say about Jakar and the reason why I want to give them any type of promotion is, like, they have this weird thing where it is super family-friendly. It's, like, super positive. Uh, you know, it's very, like pro-women wrestling, it's very pro-non-racist depictions of ethnicities, like, it, it's awesome, the the event is called King of Trios, it's teams of three people, it starts off with 16 the first night, works its way down to eight teams, and then on the last night it's four teams until they name a King of Trios, this year there was a Queen of Trios, because the finale was literally two all-female teams from Japan, that they flew in from Japan, Whoa. yeah, like, it's, it's, they are firm believers in, like, equal rights. Their catchphrase is equal rights, equal fights. Women wrestlers should get paid <laughs> the same amount as every other guy. They should be able to do all of the same stuff that any guy can do. And to say otherwise is completely demeaning. But it's also very comic book and horror influence. So, like, their champion is a guy named Hollow Wicked who has, like, a giant black devil mask that he wears. And they have a bunch of weird, like, ants in there. But, uh... It was just a ton of fun. They they flew in a bunch of really unexpected shit like that re- like wrestling fans would lose their minds over. The two big ones was that all weekend long Joey Styles from ECW did the commentary, uh, which is like a huge deal if you were a kid in the 90s who loved ECW. But uh, the one thing that they do every year is called a tag team gauntlet where it starts off with two tag teams and then one gets eliminated and another tag team comes out and it just keeps going until every tag team comes out. Usually it's just a way for them to show off some of the young guys that are training to be wrestlers at the at the factory. But then out of nowhere, Degeneration X's music starts playing and X-Pac and Billy Gunn came out and started wrestling. Is that like early 2000s? Yeah. Is that, that late yeah. 90s? Really? That sounds familiar from when I was in high school. That was like the and... fucking suck it. Like the... the oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. like they were like the biggest thing for a long time. So it was like the crowd lost their shit when that happened. So like I said, it is very not serious. It's very like playing up the comedy and the absurdity. It kind of is like if the Muppets decided to do a wrestling organization. So <laughs> if, if any of that sounds like something you would enjoy, definitely check out some of their stuff online because it is really, really fucking funny. Uh, something that is trying to be really fucking funny but isn't, God bless them, is Evil Bong 420, which I finally got around to watching. <laughs> There's a chance we might need to watch Evil Bong 420. That's, that shit is 48 minutes long. <laughs> it, so this is what the plot line of Evil Bong 420 is. and I, It's going to sound like I'm making it up, but I'm being totally fucking honest. <laughs> So apparently, 
I haven't watched all of the Evil Bong movies, but apparently, somewhere in part three, the Evil Bong created its own like land of Drugachusis, where it's just like nothing but but like crazy skies and and pot plants and uh, ginger dead man and like all of the fucking big characters from the full moon lineup just live in this drug state and uh this one dude was fucking banging the bong and he escapes with all of her best weed and builds a bowling a topless bowling alley where he sells the weed as a as a side gig at this topless bowling alley and the movie takes place on the opening day of the topless bowling alley (laughs) and uh wait, wait, wait 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 somebody had sex with the evil bong Apparently, yeah, he was. She was in love with. Do him. you see that happen? No, no, you don't see that happen. They just discuss it. So, Doesn't she have like little plastic cleavage kind of on her? Yeah, a little bit. So this, so literally for the first thirty minutes, it's just them like making jokes about topless bowling and getting high, uh, and it just keeps randomly cutting to the evil bong back in Drugachusis, trying to find out where where her lover is, and then realizes that he escaped. So they go back into the real world. For the last like fifteen minutes of the movie, and uh, and you know start killing people, and then eventually go back to Drugachusis with all of them. But I think previously when I was talking about Evil Bong on this show, I talked about how like it's so low budget that they just never even have her lips move. Like it's just an inanimate object <laughs> that they have a voiceover for. Uh, they upgrade it to that fucking like Johnny Quest shit where it's someone's actual mouth superimposed over top of the. <laughs> Nice. Was nice. this from like last year or something? Yeah, it like, came out last year. It's it's all. So this is what's weird is that literally, what I realized is that Evil Bong 420 is basically just like a short film to bridge the gap between Evil Bong 3: The Wrath of Bong and Evil Bong High Five that just came out. Like it's the movie that connects those two. So I think it was just kind of thrown together on the fly when they're like, dudes. We have no way to explain how these guys got back here. We got to make up a movie real quick to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty fucking bad. Uh, what did you guys watch this week? All right. So uh, Megan and I watched the Back to the Future trilogy, um, like successively, because it's all on Netflix. And uh, man, Back to the Future 2, still so good. I mean, Back to the Future 1's great. I've seen that movie so many times. I don't think I've seen Back to the Future 2 nearly as many times as I remember having seen it, because there was some stuff that happened in that that I was like, I don't remember this at all. So I think that that, that might have been my third watch of that, which is just weird, because I've seen the original Back to the Future probably 20 times. I think two <laughs> is the best of the three, in all honesty. It is. Um, and man, three is god-awful. Oh, I don't think it's that. I think three well, is okay, no, funny, no, no. but it's not as good as one and two are. Okay, so I get... Sorry, I guess that our sliding scale of what is good and bad is is definitely on the um, the low side this week because of uh, of, of Jack Frost two. <clears throat> but really, when you watch Back to the Future, Back to the Future two, and Back to the Future three as your only media content or your entertainment content for like six days, because I think it took us like two days per movie watching it at night. Um, man, part three is very pale it compared is to part two it's my favorite western though <laughs> like I don't are you saying so better than than wild wild west yes <laughs> i am 
Uh, I think I'll, I, I'll, I'll probably give it that title as well. Actually, yeah, <laughs> it's probably better than that. But it, uh, if we're gonna watch a sci-fi western, I'm gonna watch The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. instead. All right, fair enough. But I, I just Back to the Future. I, I I'm a firm believer that Back to the Future is probably one of the best trilogies. Um, I would rank it up there with like Indiana Jones and uh, and oh, the original sure. Star Wars Absolutely. trilogy because I think even like. <laughs> the way I feel about Back to the Future 3 is, like, I enjoy it. I think that the jokes work. I think that it's a good way to just wrap up the whole story. <laughs> but it's definitely not as good as 1 and 2. But compared to a lot of other Part 3s in the world <laughs> of movies that had up to three sequels, it actually holds up a lot better than, uh, you know, especially in the media, that, the media that we discuss, which is horror films. Like, by the time you yeah, get to oh, Part yeah. 3, it's like... You know, there's no thought put into it. At least, like, Back to the Future 3 doesn't feel like this random cash-in decision, but, like, they wanted oh, yeah. to to get to that place. Like, it, it, I like that I like that Back to the Future, that whole f- trilogy, really, as much as it's a sci-fi show, it's really just a movie about trying to teach Marty McFly life lessons and learn, like, <laughs> like it, it all just comes back to... Hey, don't be so hot-headed. Like, that's what the entire plot of all three of those movies ends up being. Yeah, but three is more about teaching Doc Brown a lesson, right? Because he wants to stay in the past with this woman and blah, 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 blah. But um, then he does. Like, so I don't really... Yeah, there's no real lesson learned there. It's like, yeah, sure, you can run away to the past and just live there forever. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to deal with your problems today. You can yeah, build isn't a time... there's terrorists looking for you somewhere, Doc? What the fuck? There's... There's a you, you can build a time traveling train, and you and your cartoon kids can travel around solving mysteries. <laughs> All right, so so there is that one part though that Back to the Future Three really, I feel like one and two were great about um, pointing out absurdity and then like tapping it on the shoulder and then like running away. You know, they got within proximity of being too ludicrous, but then were able to not do it, you know? But when that goddamn time-traveling train shows up, I remembered why I disliked part three. <laughs> it's really, like, rewatch part three. It's... I, mean, <sighs> I did last oh, year okay. for my blog. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, so well, okay. Uh, also, you you have much lower standards for what good movies are because you watch so much crap um and you agree you you know this so i'm not saying anything revolutionary here but i feel like that was the point when it felt self-indulgent you know like oh yeah no that and like there's really no it, it definitely goes against literally everything that doc has learned where he's like you know what we're not meant to fuck with time yeah i'm going to keep doing it anyway which is kind yeah, just of why to make Marty feel better. It, Who cares? Which is kind of what I, I still only watched one episode of it, but it's kind of what I love about Ricky and Mor- Rick and Morty is that it is just like this. Hey, you know what? Looking back on it, Doc's a really dangerous person that is putting a young <laughs> kid in a lot of shitty situations all of the time. Yeah. Well, and, and last thing I'll say about about Back to the Future in general, um, in particular Part Three. Um, so. Marty gets back from the Wild West, and immediately the DeLorean gets obliterated by a train. No one comes and picks up the pieces of the DeLorean. He, like, 
He gets home in the morning. He gets back to 1985 in the morning. Um, wakes up the second version of his girlfriend, Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. Who is a much better actress than the woman who played his girlfriend in part one. But the girl that played his girlfriend in part one is so much better looking. It's just funny because Elizabeth Shue is gorgeous. But we were watching the first one. Um, we started out and I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that they switched out the actresses between part one and part two. But the one in the part one is so much prettier. It's just funny. OK, OK. So anyway, I, I'm done stroking off Back to the Future. Um, I watched two horror, three horror movies, actually. Um, I'm probably going to not have enough to talk about with the other two episodes we're doing, but I actually consumed quite a bit of media the last couple weeks. So, um, all right. So I watched, well, Megan and I watched Underworld, the original Underworld, because again, that's on Netflix. And uh, Megan made it about halfway through, and um, she she likes Underworld, but I was like, I have to finish it. Um, the first one is pretty fun. I really like the mythology of the vampires and werewolves, and, and I mean, there are a million great people in this film, um, not to mention... Captain Cold is is uh, is um, Michael Corv- Corvin's buddy that works at the hospital with him, um, and that was just that was mind blowing because I I did not recognize him. You know the guy that plays Captain Cold on the Flash, and he's also in Prison Break. Um, Wentworth Miller is his name. Uh, it's just so funny to see him back in like 2002 playing in Underworld. Um, but yeah, um, I actually really like. The original Underworld. I don't think it's really good for a horror movie night because um, I wouldn't have enough to make fun of. I don't think, but um, it's very 2002, and and Michael Corvin looks like Scott Stapp. <laughs> if we did like Rise of the Lichens, we could probably find some shit to make fun of. But then is that too? That, that series, that series actually got really good with Underworld Awakening. Have you ever seen that one? No, I stopped after part three. Is four good? The four is probably the best one because they realize what's what they're doing and like what this movie is. And it's like, okay, let's cut the shit. Let's just fucking full on crazy action. I want people getting torn literally in half. Uh, I want, you know, the lichens are scary. But what if we made it three times bigger and made it like a super lichen monster? And now let's fight that and like. Just nutters shit is going on. Um, well, and, and the the werewolves. I mean, you guys know I love werewolves, and I think that the werewolves are really good, and they're very intimidating in 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 the Underworld World series. Even though, like, and the CGI actually holds up really well. The only the only CGI that looks like it's from two thousand two in uh, the original Underworld is the inside when like they're changing and like their hearts beating and their ribs are expanding and shit everything else is really (laughs) that must have been some top-notch cgi because it holds up Uh, i highly suggest that you watch four you don't really need to watch any of the in between i mean you said that you watched them them, but yeah but i'll watch four and they're doing the final number five there is coming out 2017 i think yeah if they keep going in the same direction as they did with awakening but like maybe even like ranch ranch it up why do i keep wanting to say ranch it up ratchet ratchet yeah (laughs) <laughs> Fucking ranch it up, bros. Um, make ranch legal again. Uh, I, if they ratchet it up just like a little bit more even than that, that's actually I want to see that in theaters because like I listened to like all these reviews for Awakening and they said that like seeing it in theaters was crazy because of like the sound that like the sound work that they did for it. It like turned your whole chest into like a subwoofer where it was just like the whole movie was just like, whoa, 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 like just doing like crazy shit with the noise and stuff. Um, so I'd be willing to see that in theater if they're going to continue in the same direction as that one. 
Hmm, interesting. All right, so and I'll touch. I'll save one of the other two because um, I actually do have a good amount to say about it, and I I want to get your feedback on it. But I watched Baskin. Again, these are all Netflix horror movies, which is they they got a ton of new horror, which is fun. But Baskin was a movie that came out last year. It's Turkish, um, and people were blowing up about it online, like the horror, horror, like our horror, and and like Blade Disgusting and stuff, talking about how it's this big deal because it was a, uh, it was going to be like a um, the first Turkish horror movie that wasn't tongue in cheek, I guess, because I think that Turkish horror was very. Um, parody based i guess uh, that's what i read but um it was okay uh it, it was pretty disappointing um for what i was expecting it to be uh it's very 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 much a uh, nightmare on elm street type film i would have liked it to be a little bit more original and a little bit more coherent but uh, what that's the breaks what can you do so um i, I wouldn't recommend it necessarily it's visually a good looking movie but um a lot of stuff happens, but nothing happens, if that makes sense. Yeah, it sounds like watch. Turkey just uh, does not stack up to that great, great nation of Hungary. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah. I uh, I mean, I didn't watch much. I, You know what I've been watching? And I'd never really watched it while it was airing or got into it very much. But I, I watched all of Bob's Burgers, like consecutively all of it. And that show's so good. I like that show a lot. It's really uh, charming. It's a it's like a go to feel good show for me now, where if I'm feeling down in the dumps, just throw that on. They got a cute little family. I love pretty well every actor that's involved with it. Um, hate the mom. Can't stand watching the mom. For oh, I, fucking... I love the mom. All oh, right, the mom's the worst part <laughs> for me. That <laughs> show. That show is so interesting to me because I feel like the first like two or three episodes seem like the theme of the show was like Bob's this normal guy who just his family is the worst thing ever and then it just slowly kind of turned into like a show about how much all those people really do love and care about each other I was like oh that's nice <laughs> like cuz like the first oh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying it's intriguing. like so heartwarming yeah. quit nagging yeah. me Nagatha Christie <laughs> 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 Well, that was Jack Frost 2, like Attack or Revenge of the Killer Mutant Snowman. I don't even know what the actual title of this fucking movie is because it's absolute garbage that we even watched it. I didn't even write down what year Jack Frost 2, Attack of the Revenge of the Mutant Snowman, who's dead in the morning if he doesn't drink his coffee and he doesn't know whether to shit or grab the barbecue sauce. (laughs) The movie. From 2000. So, uh, you know... Sometimes we make movie we make movie choices that are far worse than anything you guys could email us. So give it a shot and contact us at hmnpodcast at gmail dot com. Follow us on Twitter at hmnpodcast. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's exciting. The, Facebook, SoundCloud, yeah, Facebook, us. SoundCloud. Give us ratings and reviews, all that good stuff. We're probably launching a Patreon soon. All right, bye. See you next week. <laughs>
Yeah. I'm going out, Grandma! It's like... It's like... Hello, everyone. We're superhero stuff you should know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance. We got action. Romance. We got comedy. We got everything you need, man. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know. All right. So come on down to. Su- Wait, why did I say come on down? To superhero stuff you should know. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 